0: A lot of people look down on those who save a dollar here and a dollar there and think that it's too silly. Their theory is that focusing on the bigger items will save you a ton more money in less time. While that could be true in some cases, the small expenses are where it usually makes the biggest difference. Those are the ones that actually break your budget and because they add up without notice, they can be like a moth in your closet. They just eat away at your bottom line. So today I wanted to talk with you about 10 small things that make a huge difference in your budget and your finances and how we can take more control over them. Hey there, and welcome to the Marshmallows and Money Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Zachariah. I'm a wife and mom of two, a personal finance educator, and a debt-free money-saving ninja. I'm here to help you navigate this world of money so you can afford the life you want. So I'm breaking down dense money topics and translating them into easy-to-digest action steps so you can easily implement them into your life right after every episode. Grab a coffee or beverage, and let's chat about money. Now, before we start, I want to say I missed you guys so much. If you noticed, we didn't have an episode last week, and that's because we had Holy Week at this house, which meant that I needed to reflect and be more prayerful, and so I put aside a lot of the things that I would normally do from week to week. I'm back, and I miss you so much, and I'm glad you're here. Now, this episode is based on principles that are near and dear to me, and it is brought to you by our highly acclaimed, budget masterclass. If you haven't heard, we have a budget masterclass that is a game changer for your finances. Everyone who has taken it so far has been raving about how helpful it's been. It's a 90-minute live interactive masterclass where I go over not only the budgeting basics, but give you real-life strategies that you can use right now to implement and create a financial path that makes sense for your lifestyle, one that you can adjust so it's long-term and sustainable, and a budget that actually works for your lifestyle in a way that's easy and clearly defined. The budget masterclass is still available for you to schedule and save a seat. You can click on the link in the show notes or go to GinaZachariah.com training so that you can save your seat so that you can finally gain control of your finances now and have all of the rest of your financial components finally become aligned. Now let's talk about these little things that you could be doing that are making a huge difference in your budget. Number one, you probably already guessed, is food. It's one that I talk about constantly. The problem with it is it's a requirement for us to live. Just like housing, it's a necessity. However, unlike housing, food is primarily controlled by how busy you are, how much you plan or not plan, and whether or not you have a system in place that helps you organize and plan better for your food. When people tell me that they are struggling with their food budget, A few things come to mind, and most of the time they hold true. You're shopping more than once a week. You're wasting food that you're actually purchasing because you're too tired to cook them. You're eating out more than you'd like, and you just don't have a plan in place. Nothing is making sense right now, and you don't have the time to fix it. Here are a few quick tips. Number one, you have to create a shopping list. Number two, you create that shopping list by your weekly ads so you know what's on sale. Number three, you look at what you have on hand and you combine that with what you're going to be purchasing on sale. Then you create your meal plan. Once you have your meal plan in place, then you would take maybe just a couple of hours and cook all of the meals that you can ahead of time. That's called batch cooking. That will not only save you time, but it saves you a ton of money because you're not wasting food. You have your meals ready to go on busy nights so you don't have to resort to takeout and You're saving money because you're using things that were on sale and what you already have on hand. If you don't know what batch cooking is, I live by it and I love it so much because it has changed the game in my home. If you want to learn more, there's a batch cooking checklist in the show notes for you to check out. It is one of our most popular resources. The bottom line here is that you find a system that serves your lifestyle. Everyone is unique And you have different needs and requirements for your family. So make sure that you choose a system that works for you, but have it planned out so it makes it easier for you to follow through throughout the week. Moving on to number two, impulse spending. I know you know what I mean when I say that impulse spending could be taking away money that could be used for so many more important things. Sometimes I look around my house and I think, wow, there are so many things in here that I don't really like, but... That used to be money. That used to be my money. That used to be my hard-earned money. The more that we think about all of the things that we've accumulated over the years, we can recognize what areas in our home were a result of impulse spending. I can look in my closet today and know that my shoes, most of those are a result of impulse spending. So here's the quick fix. Instead of spending money on impulse and buying something just because you happen to see it, if it's something you really want, Put it on a 30-day list. I can't tell you how many times my 30-day list has saved me. For one, that item will still be there in 30 days. But two, you may not want it after 30 days, and you would have saved yourself all of that money that you would have spent and buyer's remorse. Impulse spending happens to all of us, but finding ways to control it will help you save more money and avoid more clutter. Number three subscriptions. How many of us have bought the dreaded gym membership? I hate the gym. I don't like to exercise, and yet I have fallen victim to this several times in my lifetime, and I find people do this all the time. But it's not just subscriptions with gym memberships now. It's even your cable. Did you know that that's considered a subscription? You're paying for cable you may not even be using it. Or it could be a beauty box or a newspaper Or whatever it is that you purchased a long time ago, and at one point it served your needs, and now you barely use it. But you keep the subscription because you think, oh, just in case, I might one day want to use it. Here's the thing. Companies understand that once you've subscribed, it's going to take a lot for you to unsubscribe. As humans, we are creatures for comfort. Anything that makes us go out of our ordinary comfort zone and actually have to cancel something is something we always put to the back burner and kind of dread doing it. How many of us really wanna make that phone call and say, you know, I really wanna cancel my gym membership knowing that that sales agent is gonna be like, why? Well, we have this program, we have this program. Nobody wants to make that call, so instead, We just continue to make the payments. Those payments aren't serving us anymore. That subscription isn't serving us. So we need to take the time to figure out which subscriptions are still serving us and which ones we need to get rid of. All of that money could be put back into your pocket. It could be used to pay off debt, to save money in your emergency fund, or to save for that vacation you've wanted to go on. Number four. Those sneaky little monsters, the vending machine snacks, the unaccounted for expenses, the Dollar Tree purchases, the coffee runs, the dollar spot at Target. Those things are never planned for, at least most of the time. And what ends up happening is we have frequency at least two, three times a month where this happens, and we're not accounting for them in our budget. So here's your quick fix. Take that amount figure out how much you normally spend per month, and then add them right to your budget. This will make a huge difference. For one, when you add it to your budget, you are directing money for that specific purpose. And number two, you're going to recognize how much you actually spend per month without even realizing it. Number five, phone upgrades. First of all, let me just say this. Our phones have become such a distraction in our life that Upgrading so that it could be more of a distraction is just not my cup of tea. And I understand some of you really like to have the upgraded phone and the upgraded features. But if you've noticed something, the features aren't being upgraded that much, but you are paying at least $1,000 for a new iPhone. I remember back in the day, and this probably ages me, when we used to get the phones for free just because we were a member and a customer of a specific company. This recent uptick of price for our phones has gotten way out of hand, and for every one of you who has been upgrading nonstop, it's time that you use your phone to its full capacity. Here's another thing you need to remember. Phone manufacturers now are actually building the phones so that they start to break down after three or five years. So you're going to have to eventually get an upgrade anyway. So I personally use my phone until I absolutely can't use it anymore and then I upgrade. But I don't upgrade to the latest model. Instead, I upgrade to a model that's two or three years older so that I can save money and still have newer features. And while I don't expect everyone to think and be like me, I'm just using this as an example so that you know that you don't have to upgrade every single year. Number six, personal care expenses. I love going to the salons, getting my nails done and my feet done. I would love to go and get my hair cut every six weeks and get my hair blown out and all of that jazz. And while I've done that in the past, I've realized that I've spent way too much money that could have been used for something more important and something that would actually give me joy for a longer period of time. So here's the quick fix. DIY just a few of your personal care tasks or DIY them so that you can go less frequently and you get to benefit by having more money in your bank account. Number seven, interest charges on credit cards. I know you know what I'm talking about here. If you are paying minimum or just above the minimum payment on your credit cards, you're just maintaining your debt. You're not actually paying it off. And what's worse is you're paying hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars in interest charges over a lifetime. So start prioritizing your debt payoff, especially for the high interest credit cards and create a realistic plan where you can pay them off within a specific time frame. The other option, and you can actually do both, is to negotiate your credit card interest rates. A lot of people don't know that you can contact your lender and ask them to reduce your rate, especially if you are getting pre-approvals in the mail. This process is a lot easier than you think. You just need to explain to your lender that you've been a customer with them for a long time, especially if you've been making your payments on time. You are a good customer of theirs, and they're not going to want to lose you to one of their competitors. So just make sure that you research the competitor rates and use that as leverage to ask for what you need. At first, they may say no, but push. Say, what can you do for me so that I don't have to leave your bank? I would rather have my business here than elsewhere. They will work with you most of the time. You just have to ask. Number eight, leasing a car instead of financing or buying it outright. I know a lot of people are going to argue with me here. I've done the math several times and leasing a car is basically renting long-term. It benefits the dealership and the bank. It doesn't benefit you as much as you think it does. Sure, you get to upgrade every three to five years, you get a newer car, you get that new car smell, and you don't have to worry about a lot of the maintenance. However, you will always have to have a car payment. Whereas if you financed it, or if you purchased it outright, you'd have a car that belonged to you that you can use until its lifetime. And cars last anywhere between 15 and 20 years. My car is going on year 14 and still works. So if you are leasing a car or you're thinking of leasing a car, I urge you to do the math and see what works best. Sometimes leasing a car can be in your benefit, but most of the time for most people, Leasing a car is not the way to go. You end up spending way more money than you need to, and you don't get as many benefits as you think you do. Number nine, day trading instead of investing for long term. I can't tell you how many people I know that do this day trading thing, trying to time the market, trying to buy and sell, and they're constantly glued to their phones trying to check the rates. That is not the way to build wealth. There aren't a lot of people that have built wealth by day trading. Instead, look at long-term investments. Things like index funds, ETFs, mutual funds. These are all really great long-term investment options that you can choose from. And what that does is it gives you a basket of funds instead of one individual stock. And don't get me wrong, individual stocks are not bad to invest in. However, they tend to be a lot higher in risk, whereas the funds that I mentioned before are lower in risk. And because they have lower maintenance, they have lower fees. All of those things can eat away at your bottom line. So the more that you can invest long-term without a bunch of fees, the more you gain in the long run. Growing slowly over time with a set it and forget it strategy is a really good option to build wealth. Most of us don't have the time to sit there and day trade as if it's one of our jobs. And just a small note, even the best hedge fund managers cannot time the market. So if you think that you can time the market, more often than not, you will lose a lot of money. And number 10, adding to your clutter. You're probably thinking, um, that has nothing to do with eating away at my budget, Gina. Yes, it does. When you buy decor and extra pieces in all parts of your home, you're creating clutter. But more than that, you're spending money you don't need to spend. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that your house has to be bare bones and that you're not allowed to put your flair and style into it. Absolutely do that. But just be mindful of what you're adding into your home. I see a lot of YouTube videos where they go shopping for every single season and you see them buying more and more decor to the point where they have to have a section in a room or a section in a garage to house all of these decor items. It just doesn't make sense. Our homes don't need to be a sales floor of home decor items. We're not a furniture store. We need to just have pieces that reflect who we are and what brings us joy. And those pieces can be very minimal. If you happen to be someone who doesn't like the minimal style and likes to have more decor pieces, then really be mindful of the type of decor pieces you put in your home and stick to one style that works for all seasons. That way you can save most of your money, but still have a home that reflects who you are and what you're all about. Those 10 items seem very small, but they're easily fixed so that they don't hinder your finances. Left alone, they can wreak havoc on your budget and they can make you live paycheck to paycheck without you ever knowing what's causing it. So I urge you to look at these 10 things and really scrutinize them in your budget and see which ones you can eliminate, which ones you can fix, and which ones are going to make the biggest impact on your budget. Now, before you go, make sure you check out the show notes because there are a ton of links for you to check out, including the masterclass. If you've ever struggled with your budget and you want to level up with your finances, this is a perfect opportunity for you to be with me for 90 full minutes, including a and a session at the end so that you can get all your answers and move forward with a working budget that reflects your lifestyle and gives you everything you need to create a life you love. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you leave a review, I'll love you forever. Remember, today is yours. So make it count. I'll see you in the next one. Bye for now.